Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are you feeling this week, buddy? I'm feeling great today, Brad. Ask me why. Why are you feeling great today, Matt? It's my birthday. Happy birthday. Matt, I feel like we put out an episode every single birthday. For some reason, this is this is triggering to me of, of last year, too. It was probably close, but literally today, April 27th, is my birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. And let, let's talk about this. What do you want for your birthday? Ooh, that's a great question. It is. That's why I asked it. Thank you. Hard-hitting interview questions here on Insights. What do I want for my birthday? Let's see. 39, really 39, not a fake 39, which mm-hmm. is now where you say I'm old. Um, old man river. Yeah. Somebody's got to be the oldest one on the podcast. And I don't know what I want for my birthday. Just some some a, a nice summer. Can we have a nice, warm summer? You know what I like about that is it's not a birthday gift just for you. That's a birthday gift for us. That's a birthday gift for the listeners. That's a birthday gift for me. We all benefit from that. We enjoy a nice warm calm summer very selfless of you matt let's let's go back to precedented times um and just you know enjoy enjoy the months of whatever summer starts in your part of the country and hey man let's get to the show let's go at this time we'd like to welcome on mackenzie froze haley marketing's director of content marketing mackenzie welcome to insights thank you guys for having me i'm glad to be here Mackenzie, why don't you take a second here just to tell our listeners what it is that you do at Haley Marketing on a day-to-day basis to help not only our team, but also the clients that we work with here at Haley Marketing. Oh gosh, what don't I do? Um, I do everything from long-term content strategy planning. I do custom magazines. I do email marketing. I do full content marketing platforms, including you know print-offs, drop-offs, emails, holiday mailings. Um, I do social, I do blogging. So um, there's not much in the way of content that I'm not currently doing at Haley Marketing Group. You wear many hats, as they say in the biz. Yeah, great head for hats. Lucky for me. (laughs) Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on the show to talk really about content marketing. And when we think about content marketing in 2022, there's a lot that we could talk about. There's a lot of angles that we can take this for sake of topic one and really segment one, let's talk about how content is a long game. You know, content marketing takes time. If you think about something in your marketing strategy for your staffing and recruiting firm that might take fire overnight, I hate to say it, but content might not be it. And we're gonna talk about that in a second, but content is by nature a long game that takes commitment. Mackenzie, what are some things that you're seeing in the content world that are working well. Yes, there's a lot that's really working right now. Um, I would say things like creating more long form pieces of content and educational pieces of content that you can really use as part of a pillar strategy. That's working really well right now. So whether you're creating an ebook um, or you know like a webinar, something like that, that you can break up into smaller pieces, use those pieces on social, use those pieces in email, really repurpose that great piece of content that you spent a lot of time making. Um, that's having a lot of benefit because you're not only getting more leverage out of that one great piece that you've already 
already made, you're creating smaller pieces that you can use other places to get more eyeballs on that content and get them back to your website. So that's something I'm seeing that's having great results right now. Mackenzie, you talked about the long form content, repurposing it into smaller ones. How, how should a company schedule create a content plan where they have the long form, but then also some, some shorter form, unique content. Is there, is there a good balance right now? Because there's sometimes I want to read a 400 word blog post. There's sometimes I'm going to dig in and be happy, excited to read a 1600 word blog post. What's, what's the balance there that, that can lead to success? Yeah, I would say, you know, really maybe once a quarter, putting one of those really long pieces in there. Um, something you can even do is maybe put one blog that pertains to the same subject each month and then creating an ebook out of all those blogs that you already have written. So you're not sourcing new content, you're not, you know, rewriting the entire thing, but you're getting a new way to share that content and then something that you can put a little bit of graphic um, design time into. Um, but I think, yeah, quarterly is probably smart. Um, well, I, I agree, people still have those short attention spans. We have that TikTok brain where, um, you know, the quicker the better and then you move on to the next thing. But if you're looking to get value out of something, if you're looking to move up in the ranks, you're going to want those long form pieces of content that really add value to the readers. TikTok brain was an incredible phrase. And it's something that I think we all need to pay attention to when we think about content. I mean, the average TikTok video, what, they got to be under a minute I think Mackenzie, three minutes, is that what it is? But most are probably like 15. Three minutes now you can do. Um, the amount of people that I see doing three minute videos is less the amount of three minute videos I personally watch is next to zero. Um, so I'm guilty of the TikTok brain. That's how I know to speak on it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's a great point. You could on TikTok have long form video by TikTok standard. Three minutes is a long time to devote to one piece of content. Most videos though, as Mackenzie's alluding to are 15 seconds, 30 seconds, and then you're scrolling and you're on to the next one. Blogs, videos, podcasts, content, as Mackenzie's alluding to, is the exact same. So you need to mix in that long form content quarterly. You need to mix in those short form posts monthly. You need to mix in that bite-sized content because you don't know what your audience wants to read or what they want to consume. You might have the best article in the world, but if somebody doesn't want to give you 30 minutes to get through all of it, well, then they're not going to read it they instead might want to see that as an infographic or as a slideshare or as a bite-sized audio clip. We need to think about the end consumer. We need to think about who's going to read that content. When we started the segment, I talked about how content is more of a long game. You know, great case study here at Haley that, we're, that we, we saw last week. We had a client who was a friend of the program, a friend of Lunch with Haley, subscribed to all of our contents, Big Ideas newsletter for five years. She reached out to us recently and said, hey, listen, I'm finally ready to partner with you and your organization after five years of consuming just all of Haley Marketing's content. A great case study here that we're seeing at the team, and it speaks to the value of providing value to individuals, providing value specifically to your target audience, and ultimately just waiting for them to come to you. Now, Mackenzie, when we think about content, though, there are ways to pour gas on that fire. You know, if you're creating a great long form article, you're creating a great blog post, a video, whatever it might be. What are you seeing are some ways to get people to that content just a little bit faster? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm seeing a lot of uh, good results from email, which I really think ties into what you were just saying, Brad, because, um, you know, I, I have a lot of clients who send email and then they say, well, no one emailed me back and said they loved my newsletter, to which I say, 
I have never done that in my lifetime. I've never gotten an email from Macy's and written back and said, great shoes. Um, even though I thought it, you know, I, what that email does is keep you top of mind with the people that you're sending it to so that when it's time for me to buy shoes, when I have some wedding to go to, when I have something that I need new shoes for, I'm gonna remember that email that I got with those great shoes in it and I'm gonna go to Macy's if Macy's still exists, I'm not sure. Um, but the same kind of principle applies to staffing and recruiting materials. So if you're sending a great email with lots of great content that pertains to them, that they're reading it, that is great and that's keeping you in front of those people, even if they're not replying and placing a job order right away or telling you about a candidate they need right away, they're still seeing your content, they're still getting your name in front of them so that when they have that need, they're going to reach out to you instead of Googling it and then coming across, you know, big name competitors who are paying for advertising on Google. And Matt, that's recruitment marketing 101. It's playing that long game because you never know who's going to apply, when they're going to apply, who they can refer to you, right? Somebody, a friend or a family member might have lost a job last week and now somebody's remembering back to this newsletter they got a month ago saying, oh, you got to call McKenzie's staffing firm. That's recruitment marketing 101. It's developing that relationship and then ultimately watching those dominoes fall. It's recruitment marketing. It's it's all aspects, B2B, B2C. It's everything because content marketing, that's the long game. And where we've seen over the years, you you need to buy into that. You know, you can't sign up day one and expect your your content to blow up day two, you know, unless you're gonna have a an electric political post or COVID post or something there. The content here is a long game. And you have to match your expectations with the the results of a program. And it, it really digs in, you know, what's great and something every Haley marketing employee hears from their initial orientation, the story of the black bamboo, which is on our website, but you plant the seed, you water it for five years and nothing happens that you see until midway through that fifth year and it shoots up. It takes time. It goes back to your story, Brad, about someone engaged with your content for a long time. You didn't know, you had no idea really. They may have told you a nice job every once in a while, maybe, but now the results came. So you have to match your expectations and buy into it. And those are the companies that see the most success with a with a really robust content marketing strategy on the recruitment side, B2B side, et cetera. And that's so hard to buy into when you need candidates today. You need candidates tomorrow, right? Right now, it's tough to find good talent in Buffalo, New York it's really, really hard to subscribe to the methodology of, oh, I'm going to create blog posts where people might apply to my jobs in 2027, knowing darn well it's hard to fill roles at FedEx today. But we need to be doing both. We need to fill active orders. We need to prepare for the future. We need to forecast for the future. And we need to do everything that we can to make sure that we're set up for success in the future. And to Mackenzie's point and to our point, what we've said on Insights multiple times, content allows you the opportunity to do that which lends us really well into topic two, creating value-driven content. We need to add value in every single thing that we do. Otherwise, our, competitor, our competitors, our candidates, our prospects, they're going to go to your competitors, right? They're going to go to our competitors. Mackenzie, walk us through value-driven content. Yeah, absolutely. So um, anytime we create a piece of content, I know Biley says with posting, you want to think of like every post has to have a story. It has to have a purpose. There has to be a reason behind it. It's a little bit more complicated for blogging and content like that because it's very tempting just to say like, look at this great thing we did or look at this awesome service that we have. And that's great and you should do those. But what you should really focus on with your content marketing strategy 
is answering questions that your clients and candidates have and providing them some sort of information or some sort of answer. So really thinking about that, what's in it for me? Why would somebody want to read this blog post? It's great to say you won an award. You should absolutely have that on your website, but it's better to say, you know, here's five types of shoes that you should wear if you're a nurse, right? Because they're more likely to be Googling things like that than Googling awards by local staffing company in Buffalo, you know? So you really want to be answering the questions that they might have, thinking through their pain points, thinking through the information that they're going to need and answering it so that when they go to Google, when they search for those questions, you've already answered them. And then you're a thought leader and you're in front of them. Full agree. No one buys shoes from Under Armour because Under Armour thinks they're great. You buy shoes because they're either going to help you run. They're going to help you stay comfortable throughout the day. They're going to help you with various aspects of your life. You buy things and products because you have a need and you feel like that product or service is going to help you fill that. I don't know about that. In what regard? Under Armour was the brand. Yeah. We must protect this house. All the cool commercials. Sure. Nike's not a product company. Nike's a marketing company. Under Armour could be a marketing company to get me to be like, I want to wear the Under Armour shoes because let's go back to golf. Jordan Spieth wears that stuff on the golf course. But at the end of the day, I'm buying what fits my foot. Prime example, and you know this, Matt, because we talk golf all the time. I bought Nike golf shoes because I thought they looked great. I support Nike pretty frequently. The shoes stunk. They didn't fit at all. So I sent them back. I don't care how good they look. I don't care at the end of the day what Nike's mission or values are. I bought Under Armour shoes because they fit my foot better. And when I'm walking 18 holes and I'm out there for five hours taking 120 shots because I stink, I need shoes that fit my feet. Why'd you go to Nike first? Why did I go to Nike first? Great question. Because I had Nike Air Max 270s, the actual shoe. So I bought the golf shoe variation of it that I saw at Golf Galaxy. I think the brand can help there. We, we, we got sidetracked here from McKenzie's really good value driven point. Um, I sh never should have brought up shoes. It sent us on two different tangents. <laughs> yeah, Mackenzie's bringing up wedding shoes, and now we're, we we totally stole that topic. It's a great point, right? So you create a brand, you create brand affinity with a staffing firm, with a, a workout sporting goods line, whatever it might be. You create that branding, that brand affinity, so that anytime you want to go buy shoes, you think, okay, I have to go get Nikes because I have six pairs in my basement. That's true. But the what's in it for me is I need shoes that fit. I need content that speaks to my pain points. I ultimately need to find a job that's going to progress me in my career and make me more money so that I can fix up things around my house or I can get ready for different situations in my life. So at the end of the day, I think the branding matters. But if the product isn't aligned with that branding, then I don't care. And you can throw that right out the window. No, I fully agree with that. The brand gets you there, but the product's got to deliver. Um, I love the way Mackenzie talked about value-driven content, what's in it for me, because I've been preaching that a long time with job descriptions, job postings, and it obviously isn't only um, applicable to that type of content. It's everything. And you know, answering the question is great because it's simple, but it can be really, really effective. And when you have that value-driven, what's in it for me content, those are the posts that can work really well, the content that can work really well, the content that get featured snippets, you know, frequently asked questions and really help you stand out from the competition. Full agree. Mackenzie, when you think about value-driven content and creating content for clients, creating content for candidates, whatever it might be, how do you go about creating that content strategy when working with one of our clients? How do you sit down and say, okay, we're gonna create value for you specifically and workshop that content strategy specific to them. 
Yeah, absolutely. So it really starts with knowing who you are, what your industry is, where you're located, right? Because a light industrial candidate in Michigan might have different needs than a clerical candidate in Buffalo. So it's really looking at who your audience is and what matters to them. Um, really figuring out what those pain points are specific to that company, whether you have multiple locations or not, really narrowing in on who your audience is. You know, there's a difference between targeting HR and targeting high level CEOs in your content. You want to figure out who your audience is and what matters to them. And then you can speak to that. I think that's great. I think the more that you can laser in on what's in it for the end reader of your content, the better. And we did get on a bit of a tangent there. Matt brought up a really good point about branding and brand awareness and brand affinity. But at the end of the day, if you're not answering the pain points of your candidates, of your prospects as they're coming to your blog, well, then they're going to go somewhere else and they're going to find the answer that they trust from someone else. So at the end of the day, if branding can get somebody in the door, the content that you create, what you do is going to get them to convert. So it might be a long game. It might be a short game. It might be a long form post. It might be a video. It might be an infographic, but whatever it takes to get content to your audience needs to have value. It needs to ultimately speak to what's in it for them, not necessarily what's in it for you, what's in it for them, the end candidate, the end prospect on the other end of that message, that blog post, that piece of content, and then ultimately get them to take action. Mackenzie, I want to thank you for coming on this episode of Insights and sharing your insights with us. You're welcome back anytime. We would love to have you on another episode of Insights. Thanks so much, guys. Let me know anytime you want to talk shoes again. I'll be back. (laughs) Sounds good. Matt, let's kick it to the Matt Minute. If you're new to the show, we're going to give Matt 60 seconds on the clock to talk about what's on his mind when it comes to recruitment marketing. So Matt, let's get it going. On this episode of the Matt Minute, I really want to dig into it's not the programmatic software that's not working for people when I hear, oh, programmatic doesn't work for our staffing company. It really gets down to the person, the company managing that spend. And you don't have to use software to do this. A lot of companies do it well internally. Software helps. But when I talk about you need the right person, the right strategy to manage your job spend, this is what I mean. New client up in the Pacific Northwest, staff for home health aides. And when they first started, Their cost per application was around $27. Good conversion rate, 11%. Cost per click was $3 a click. They had about 20 apps per day. We increased the amount of jobs that they had sponsored. Cost per application went from $27 to $10. Conversion rate stayed the same. Cost per click went from $295 to $117. Apps went from $19 a day to $32 per day. You have to know what to do with your job spent to get the best results. It's not the software, it's the person or company running the software that's most important. I don't even know what to add to that. That was- And I was three seconds over, I apologize. That's okay, we're gonna give it to you. That was a great, great Matt Minute and a great takeaway. You know, When we think about really anything that we do, it's easy to put the fault on something else, right? That's just life 101. Something doesn't go your way, it's easy to blame somebody else or blame the software or blame whatever, the morning commute, blame your car, whatever it might be. Matt, I love the thought of taking ownership. If you're recruitment marketing, if you're programmatic job advertising, if your if your job listings aren't getting the success that you want them to, and we need to turn that mirror around and we need to think about, okay, what can we personally do to improve it? Matt, I love the thought of using programmatic job advertising to drive more applications, drive the right amount of applications, really, to each job that a, that a, an individual staffing firm might have on their, you know, in the, the job ecosystem. But we need to make sure that 
we're really doing the right things at the right time. It kind of dawned on me because these tools exist, like programmatic software is just a, a one case scenario here, but like anything, it's a social sharing tool, it's Facebook, it's LinkedIn. Oh, I mean, how many times in your time at Hilly Marketing, Brad, have you heard Facebook doesn't work? A billion. Facebook works. Yeah, <laughs> right. very, very, very well. I mean, 1.6 billion people are using it every month. If you're still thinking your candidates and clients aren't on Facebook, I'm here to tell you you're, you're wrong. Do strategies and tactics and types of content need to adapt? Of course, everything changes over time because Facebook is way different from 2004 when it was the Facebook on just college campuses and senior year Matt Lozar signed up for it versus today in 2022 when it's a multi-billion dollar company, Meta, it's not even Facebook anymore. It's it's It works. It's, it's And Facebook, we're picking on that a little bit, but anything. It's in marketing, outside marketing, in staffing, outside staffing, these tools work. It's needing to know how to work. Like me, there's probably a lot of home tools I don't know how to use. How many times have you texted friend of show Brad Smith about using a home tool? It works. The guy using it doesn't know. It's the carpenter, <laughs> not the tool, right? There's That's user, what I'm trying to user get to error, here. User error. Yeah, you're you're exactly right, man. I mean, in, in, in our group chat here, um, there are quite a few conversations about like, hey, I don't necessarily know how to do X, Y, Z. Can anybody help or, or send me a YouTube link, whatever it might be. Man, it's the same, like if you want to go to the gym, right? You can throw 225 pounds on the bench press, but if you don't move it, if you don't do anything with it, you just look at it, what's it doing for you, right? So so programmatic job advertising, there's software that can help, but ultimately the individual controlling it needs to maximize that software. And it doesn't need to be the software. Like software is one way to do this. I think it's just job spend. Like even let's take a step back. You're, you're, the job boards work. You know, there's there's tough right now. You know, they, they do work. It's, it's having the right strategy, needing the right expertise to know how to get them to work to meet your business goals. That's That's been my big takeaway here and my talking point for the last few weeks. Matt, if someone's listening to the show and they're thinking, hey, I don't necessarily know if my job advertising is working. We throw some money at some job boards. We hope for the best. We're getting applications. Could we be getting more? Are we getting not enough? What should they do? How can they get a hold of you? Or what should they do if someone's just listening saying, you know what? I'm going to be fully honest and I'm going to admit this. I don't know if what we're doing is as effective as it could be. You can always reach out to me on LinkedIn, Matt Lozar. Um, head over to recruitmentmarketers.com. We have some contact information there. We have a lot of great resources there too if you want to learn. Um, I have some great blogs, some videos that talk about some of these issues like job slots versus cost per click, um, jobs to budget ratio. You know, We have four blogs a month, et cetera. And if you're looking for that information, we run do some quick audits too. Like There's a lot of times... Um, Kathy Duffy from our recruitment marketing sales team will, will send me over some data and some information to look at. And I'll say, yeah, this is doing well. This is not doing well. This is doing okay. Um, here's some recommendations for a company when looking at their Indeed data or there's a recruiter job slots data and just giving them a peace of mind that, yeah, they're doing well, or here's some takeaways on what you could be doing better. So reach out to us on LinkedIn or head over to recruitmentmarketers.com or always the mothership, as I like to say on LinkedIn live, haleymarketing.com. Matt, let's talk rockstar marketing. If you're new to the show, Rockstar Marketing is a segment that we run here at Haley Marketing, where we talk about what's working in sports, entertainment, and for the largest online marketplaces as a way to bring fun and exciting marketing ideas to staffing and recruiting. Matt, on today's episode, I want to talk about a lesson from Applebee's. Now, I'll admit I haven't been to Applebee's in a few years. My wife and I were out the other day, pretty hungry, wanted to pop in, get something real quick, so we just continue doing some shopping, get on with our way. I was reminded that every Applebee's is the exact same on the inside. 
What changes though is the scenery on the walls is all localized to the city that you're in. And it's all very, very localized. So if you're in Hamburg, New York, you see Hamburg High School, you see Hamburg Hockey, you see very specific Hamburg, New York imagery of sports teams, of organizations, of high schools, grade schools. You move out to Kenmore or Williamsville, now you're getting localized imagery on those walls for that specific town or city. Overall, the strategy is the exact same, but the implementation is personalized. Matt, I got to thinking as we were thinking through some ideas for Rockstar Marketing, if you have a staffing firm that has multiple locations across the country or even across a state, this is a great idea and methodology that you could deploy for your staffing firm. Coming up with a marketing strategy, a theme, a pillar that then changes imagery or changes messaging based on specific city. Another example of this, Matt, secondary to Applebee's is, is fast food. Places like McDonald's, Burger King, Arby's, Wendy's, whatever it might be, the marketing is all controlled from HQ. It's all controlled at the corporate level. But then the personalization comes in, you know, buy a, a Whopper in Buffalo, buy a Whopper in Cleveland, in Detroit, whatever it might be. There's that personalized automation that sort of comes into play with that marketing that I think staffing and recruiting firms could lean into if you are a staffing and recruiting firm with multiple offices in multiple locations. It sounds like the franchise model um, and giving them that playbook on how to really personalize it and make it work really well. You give them the framework and then, you know, support and but that local office can then put their, their spin on it to, to connect with the, the candidates. You know, if it's in the same town, like I'm even thinking something like Dallas, I'm sure, you know, they have the Cowboys or some other sports teams, but also Dallas is a really geographically stretched out city. So I'm guessing there's different, you know, pictures or imagery or branding you could do on the wall from the North side, the South, East, what East, West, whatever it is. Um, and that's where in the local market, you could, you could follow that model. You're talking about Brad and then, you know, regionally statewide, nationally, obviously that's a little bit, um, easier to, to implement and, and comprehend, but it's, it's a great example. It's also the, the, the realtor model too. So if you're creating content and let's just say you have one office now, you don't have multiple offices across state lines or whatever it might be, but you want to create social content and you're telling then your recruiters and your salespeople, okay, add your headshot in the bottom right corner, add your name in the bottom left corner. We're all going to use the same imagery when we share this blog post, but you can personalize it by doing ABC. You can play off that realtor model of, okay, the real estate you know, agency, whatever it might be, right, is going to do the marketing at a top level, HQ level, but then it's going to be personalized at the realtor level. We can also try to implement that for your recruiters, for your salespeople, getting them involved, getting their personal brands involved. I guess what I'm trying to get at here, Matt, and, and I'm getting a little long-winded and we're kind of dancing around it, is that all of your marketing doesn't need to look the exact same from person to person, office to office. You can have a brand kit, you can have a template, you can have brand guidelines, and you should, but there's personalization that can also come with every single thing that you do if you just make those small tweaks. I like the take. That that gets you there. Um, and I have one follow-up question. Did you go to Applebee's because of the, the commercial with the cheer song? Because that's branding right there. I went to Applebee's because I wanted a... <laughs> a good question we went to applebee's because we were in a very large shopping plaza 
strip strip mall shopping plaza yet and there was one there and i knew that they would have um sam adams cold snap and i also know that they have what i would consider a novelty drink size so one beer is really like 26 ounces or it's like it's they they call it the uh what do they they call it the brutus at applebee's and i am a sucker sucker for a novelty drink so it's just like great question matt why do we go to applebee's because they had the two for 20 or whatever and i can get the brutus sized cold snap and it felt right to me on a saturday afternoon that's great hopefully uh same items here is that we're always taking uh free sponsorships there that would that'd be a good one for my co-host here um and also it's good they have when you have the 26 ounce beer to have the pregnant wife to drive home exactly right exactly right it worked out for all of us we got a great meal i got to have the brutus got a great segment topic idea for insights it all comes back full circle matt that's our show and thank you for listening to another episode of insights if you found this episode valuable we would love to know you can message matt or brad on linkedin to share your thoughts have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You could check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. And hey, be sure you tell them Insights sent you. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.